Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> hey, you guys, welcome to this very special edition of the Space Trash Podcast, Lifestyles of the Rich in Uranus. And today we are talking about the Bachelor in Paradise, aka the Trashler in Paradise. I am your co host, Sarah Starmore, Sarah Armore on all the social media. And today I'm here with our very special guest. You've heard her before. She calls her mom, mommy, her dad, daddy. Yes, she is Molly's sister, Casey Debunker. No, that is not her middle name. It's not her married name, but she is the debunker of the pod. Casey, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me, everyone. I'm super excited to, you know, talk about almost paradise here. I mean, what a, what a privilege and an honor. So almost paradise almost paradise is right almost. I mean, never has the theme song actually nailed it so much uh, honestly so far this season it's been karma 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 it's almost like they should rename the show bachelor in karma dice bachelor in hell bachelor in the underworld is like literally no it is it's all karma and it's like right because even i mean we'll get into the the deets but like even tammy tonight like yes. Tammy got what she had coming which was like ah shit something makes me feel like the producers of the show like found Adderall this year or something like they are on their game like they knew who wanted to be there for who who to wait to let into the beach when like they it's all orchestrated by them and so actually this is something I was gonna ask you about that so I just want everybody to know god bless you Casey because Casey is the reason I'm even watching this show I I just recently got into the batch because of the the plague and then Casey's like yo honestly like it starts tonight highly recommend checking out the bachelor in paradise and I was a little bit skeptical I go oh do we need a real another reality show like I sort of you know, I love my crime dramas. I love my white collar crime documentaries. I thought, do another reality show. And once I started watching, I was motherfucking hooked. Okay. Like this is an even more fucked up premise than the original Bachelor Bachelorette franchise. So for anybody that doesn't watch, this is our ad, I guess, for, for Paradise. But, but Casey, for anybody that doesn't watch, can you first of all, just like lay out what the premise of Bachelor in Paradise is? Yes. So it's all the cast-offs from the past Bachelor seasons and Bachelorette seasons. Now, cast-off on the island is very cute. Oh, my God. Cute, honey. Um, yeah, so so basically everyone who didn't end up winning, quote-unquote, the Bachelor or Bachelorette, they all go onto the island and they arrive at different times. So, like, the first week, like, the girls have the roses, let's say. And they are able to give the roses out to whatever guy they want. So a bunch of guys arrive on the island. There's way more guys than girls, yada, yada, yada. Romances begin. Okay. The roses are given. And then the next week, the guys have the roses and the producers let more women onto the island. 
So love triangles form, love squares form. People just abandon, they go reckless with power. They abandon the people. Some of the shit we've, we've seen some of the coldest shit romantically I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And the way that these people just forget that they are going to not have the rose again, they get power hungry when they've got the roses, they want it all. And it, you know, it could get that they're even on TV. They completely forget their own TV. Like, yeah, it's insane. And some of them handle it graciously enough because they're like, listen, I came here wanting to be open. So I'm trying to be open, blah, blah, blah. But you got to respect that then when it comes back around. And so that's the setup here. At the end of the day, the show ends with a couple proposals usually, um, which one or two will actually stick it through. I think there's actually a better success rate than the Bachelor and Bachelorette shows. Which is so interesting because side note, it seems like this is a really short show. Like even tonight when I was watching, I like, it's so funny when you hear them talking about like the relationships, because it'll be like, we've been really clicking like the last few days, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh my God, the last few days, you know, it's like, I'm with people for like four, five, seven years. Like, I can't believe that we're talking about the last few days being that meaningful, but really it's like, it's like, I, I think so far they've been there a total of what, three weeks. There's only been three rose ceremonies. Oh my God. That's insane. It feels like forever. So yeah, so so that's generally so it can end in proposals or you can leave the beach together and see how your how your um relationship's gonna go. But the thing about the proposal is you get a free ring. So mm. that's why people choose to do it that way. So yeah. You get to keep the ring if you get unengaged. You have to stay together for two years. What? Mm. Oh my god. So it's but okay, so that's the thing. The thing about paradise, way more than bachelor that that I'm learning is that there is sort of like a gamification of the money here, right? And so we're going to start with our first couple and talking about that. But even in general, without even getting to the deets of this first couple that we're about to fucking unpack, it's sort of like, it's like, okay, so even if you're not going to get married, you could have some kind of off-camera conversation where it's like, let's just fake it for two years to get the ring and I'll split the money with you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which could okay, end up, like that. which I think- a lot of people have done and it's ended up blowing up in their faces, but also Wait, why uh, is it blowing up in their faces? Because like one person was taking it seriously. One person wasn't, you know, like it's still, you're still telling your family you're engaged in all of this. So like it does get real, but you'll see a lot of these couples like get engaged at the end and then break up right after paradise. And of course there's an after the final rose special. So it yeah, all goes down. Already, already excited for it. Of course, but the other gamification aspect that has come into play in the last couple seasons more and more is the followers you can gain just from a little more screen time. So that brings us today. Okay, so who's our first couple? Tell us about this first couple because that's the first question I had for you actually, which was like, have we seen this before? So tell the people what is going on and have we seen this before? Well, that's what's interesting is like, so we had last summer off from paradise. So, you know, everybody's become a little bit more reliant on social media um, in the last year. And like, it's very clear now from this couple and the other couple that got caught doing the same thing that they literally came on just for the screen time and for the followers. Cause, and who can really blame them? Cause the amount of money you can make is all depends on how many followers yeah, you have. It's like, I will sell my soul for that. You know, well, that's why I like the whole thing, even when they tried to, I, I spoke about this at length with Emmy on our bachelor recap. I was so angry when everybody was hating on Thomas for saying, to be honest, 
I came on here because I came on here with the thought that maybe I would be the next bachelor. I know. Who doesn't? You did. They all do. They all do. And even tonight, he was absolutely mature. I feel like Thomas got a really bad rap. I'm with you on that. And Thomas is so hot. Agreed. But if only actual hot one there. If a if a bit dim, but that's okay. You can be dim and hot is sort of my lane. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. Yeah, yeah. I like Thomas. Okay, so the first couple that we're going to talk about tonight is the. The, honestly the antagonists of the whole show they went they went home they went home by choice well sort of by peer pressure by choice we want to talk about piper james and brendan morai so give mm-hmm. the people the scoop okay so basically brendan showed up on the beach before piper as i said before total production plan they definitely ask everyone brendan was original cast yes brendan was original cast piper was like two rose ceremonies in and wait before we even go further Can I ask you a question? So I'm just trying to get clear. Do the producers interview everyone beforehand and find out who they're attracting? They they must, right? Because I think they must. Okay. So so it's too perfect. Right? Okay, okay. So we know that there's some interviewing going on behind the scenes, but yeah, Brandon came, he was on the original cast. And then what happened? Then he got together with Natasha. And they were kind of together having like a weird friend zone kind of connection. He seemed a little bit less into it than her. It wasn't very romantic, but it was, but it was also clearly romantic enough. Like he was keeping her on the hook enough so that he could get her rose. And it also came up in the meantime that people were saying like, Hey, I've talked to Piper in the past before the show. And she said she was talking to Brendan. So like, listen, Natasha, you might want to check on that. So Natasha talks to Brendan about it. He says, we've hung it. We've hung out twice. Yeah. I've talked to her, but I have yeah, two two times. times. But, and I have way more meaningful conversations with you. And that's like her little soundbite that she's supposed to like take and be like, okay, well, we're having more meaningful conversations. So obviously he likes, he likes me enough and he's not just waiting for Piper, but eventually Piper shows up. Piper arrives. Piper arrives. She immediately asks Brendan to go on her date with her because everyone who arrives late generally gets a date. And you want to say as someone who's not even that engaged with Bachelor Nation, I had already also heard rumors that they were dating. Really? Yes. I on on some of my Finstas on some of my batch accounts I follow, I check in now and again. And it was saying that and there was like a picture of them hanging out in New York. They weren't necessarily like flirty, but they were like standing together outside, like smoking cigarettes or something. And it was like rumor flirty. It was like rumor Brandon and Piper are dating. And even then I was like, interesting. Wouldn't, wouldn't put them together, but okay. But then Piper arrived on the beach, right? She asked Brandon on a date right away. And then as if they forgot that they were mic'd up. Yes. They the beans. They spill all the motherfucking beans. Yes. And he, he, he had to just admit to her that he was keeping Natasha on the hook until Piper arrived. Cause See, without a rose, without a woman giving you a rose the week before, Brendan would have gone home and would have missed Piper. Now, this wouldn't really affect their relationship because they are already, already dating, freaking dating outside of the show. So the and question if Brand- becomes, if, if Brendan had left, Piper would not have ever come. So he actually strategically had to stay. That's the thing. So when they connect first thing on the beach, when they, when they finally get together, he's like, I did this for you. I was gamifying the whole thing for you. And he totally spills the beans that he was using. He, he was like, look, we're going to have to play this cool, but I've been using Natasha to just to, to wait until you got here. 
And what's funny is that nobody else heard that conversation. And that's what you forget as a, as someone watching is like, how, why doesn't everyone else see this? Why doesn't everyone else see like what a scumbag he is? And then you're like, oh, they didn't see that. But Natasha luckily put the pieces together anyway, asked him some questions, asked her some questions, answers aren't lining up. Piper was very straightforward about it the whole time. She's like, no, no, no. I came here for him. Like, no, God bless it. her not being here the whole time because she thought it was normal. Yeah, she had like no idea. And I honestly do feel bad for her because she is getting dragged into his crap. Whereas if she had gotten there first, I wonder if she would have been as shady as he was. Like, I think she literally would have. I actually think, think? She, yeah, I think that they did have a plan. So, so basically the whole thing that happened was that they had these secretive conversations like off to the side, but they were still mic'd up. And it was a huge part of the show where he's going like, look, I've had to like stay here. I've had to make sure I stayed here. So I've had to, I've had to be in a relationship, a fake relationship with someone. But now that you're here, we just got to like play it really smart so that no one knows that I'm a scumbag. And she's like, okay, bet. But Natasha, who is like the only person other than Kenny, who's older than us, Natasha's like the only person that's our age. And she's like, actually seems very cool. And she's like, "Uh, this seems super fucking weird to me. So she confronted them both and they both had dramatically different answers. I mean, we talked a lot about the Greg Grippo gaslighting scandal. Did Greg Grippo gaslight? No, he just needs more therapy because his therapist died. He even needs therapy for that, right? But now we actually witnessed, true or false, that conversation between Brandon, Brendan, 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 and Natasha was straight up gaslighting. It was. He literally said, I think you have selective hearing. And then, asshole. And then tonight he said, once they finally left, which I'm skipping ahead, but he said, what did he say? Oh, I didn't mean to hurt anyone. I just withheld information. So she does not have selective hearing. You withheld information. Right. And not to mention, he was such an asshole to her in that like breakup conversation. I wrote down, wait, where's my quote? Okay, I wrote down. He said to her, look, there was no one else that was going to pursue you here. Yes. He's like, no one, no one's here for you. If someone else was gonna gonna try to date you, they would have. And there's nobody here for you. So like I actually kept you. He tried to make it seem like he did her a favor. Yeah. Keeping her here longer. It's like, fuck you, dude. You guys were actually coupled up because you were trying to save her Piper. We have no idea who would have liked Natasha. Yeah, like people definitely will respect people's boundaries if they feel like they're in a relationship. I mean, not always, but, but at times they do. And especially if they caught a vibe from her that she wasn't into it, why would you then take her on a date? So, yeah. So, so the beginning of this episode starts with grocery store, Joe, Demi, and a couple other gals confronting Piper and Brendan, because they start to put the pieces together and they're like, oh, wait, they did the same thing as Chris and Elena did last week, which we all went after. Now, now do that. you think Chris and Elena actually did? I actually don't think that Chris and Elena did what they did. No, because, no. Because I when think, Elena was, when he was like, let's just leave together, she was like, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brendan and Piper were way worse, which is kind of sad because also. Jasenia seems really nice, but she also like screwed over Ivan. So it was kind of just karma that, well, that everybody's was- getting what they put out. That's the That's- fucking crazy thing. Like between Jasenia and Tammy, they are both feeling the 
the reverb of exactly what they laid down a few weeks before. And even Demi. Because, well, but that's the thing. The thing about Demi is like, from the beginning, and I, I said this to Emmy, I was like, it just feels like Demi is like being paid extra by the producers to just come fuck shit up. Like, it's hard for me to believe that Demi actually cared about Kenny. Like, she did not. No, exactly. And it comes on so fake. And it's just like, if you just insert yourself in a couple that's doing well, like, it's never going to work out, like, unfortunately. So, and also, if you had seen her on Paradise last season, she was the one who was in a relationship yeah, what does it's it mean? So when thing. I look up, when I looked up Demi's chart, one of the things that came up about her was that she won. And I'm like, what does that even mean that you win? So she won last time? Yeah, she she ended up getting engaged at the end to the woman she was dating outside of Paradise before Paradise. But she came on Paradise. But she but came, she on, came on Paradise. She dated this guy for like one or two rose ceremonies. And then she was like, I have to tell you, I was dating this girl at home. And I think I'm in love with her. And so like, oops, which like, it was a beautiful storyline to bring in because there's never any like, queer well, right, like who gets the rose? Like if it's, if it's, if it's homosexual, who gets the rose? They, they would just let one of the girls have the rose each time. So then the girl ended up coming onto the show and they had, they were like great together and everyone got along and they all just kind of pretended that Demi didn't really screw over this guy because it was like, oh, she was conflicted inside, like, it, you know, whatever. But she also like doesn't really give anyone any grace this whole season who does like the same, like she literally had a relationship outside of the show and came on the, so- the show. So she so, did exactly what she's now furious at everyone else for doing. Yeah, like karma came for her too in her own way. It was also sad because we saw a true side of her last season like she seems like such a fucking little dumb bitch idiot yeah and she was so real and then she came on this season and just was back to her old antics and it's like but now we know who you really are so like mm-hmm. what is this now I almost want to watch that season just to get to know Demi better yeah you really would you would mm-hmm. you would get to know her better mm-hmm. but anyway so okay so what happens with Demi and grocery store Joe go after Brendan and Piper. Um, They both get really upset that anyone would dare to question them. Um, They say they're they didn't realize there was a rule book when you come to paradise. It's like, obviously there's a rule book. It's just you're single. Yeah. Like you, you came here to get followers. Like, don't lie. Like you look bad. No shit. And Piper just sat there looking like she was going to cry. The gal's only 23 years old also, right, which makes me, right. I don't know why they put such young people on the show. Um, but they're idiots. They're idiots. And then Brendan also said that he and Natasha had a connection that was void of any romance. Now, I did watch the whole season so far. I don't think it was the most hot and heavy couple, obviously, but mm-hmm. it was- not romantic and he said to her like I told you that this was nothing more than a friendship and I don't recall that do you I don't recall that either and he also said that he had deeper conversations with her than he had with Piper so like he's got a mess Greg Grippo needs to get a Grippo he is not gaslighting but Brendan Mariah motherfucking gaslighting wrote the book wrote the book on gaslighting it's bad um And then Brendan and Piper were like just talking together afterwards. And Piper was like, I mean, obviously everyone here cares about followers. Obviously I care about followers, but like, 
I have a master's in marketing. Like I, and I want to say like, don't get we there all my it's not that easy. You fucking idiot. Yeah. She's like, I could get my own followers. It's like, could you? Because I've watched you lose like 10,000 followers this week. Not to mention Piper had like less followers than anyone after all the seasons. She really wasn't using that degree. She really was not. It's, it's impressive. But I will say one thing. I've been shopping on New Balance for some running gear lately. And Piper, it's either her or her doppelganger is the one modeling all the stuff. And it's okay. conflicting. It's conflicting. But she does a good job. Um, but Look, yeah, with, so the, with, a, with a master's degree in marketing, I would hope you can get at least a sponsor. Yeah. And like a couple more followers out of the show. But in fact, it went the other way. Yeah. So the Brendan and Piper, does not have a clue. They have been losing followers since she arrived. They have been losing followers at a record rate. It was such a pleasure all week to watch his follower count drop. And Natasha, the the girl that he was scheming, her follower count raised. Oh, you love to see it. You love to justice is served. Okay, but. Here's what I want to say. Okay, so I have the charts of Brendan and Piper up. Okay. Spill the tea. I want to say that when we look at synastry, which means that we're looking at the charts next to each other, right? Like, so it's not the relationship itself. It's sort of like my chart and your chart laying on top of each other. It's the, that's so beautiful. Wait a second. So because any relationship, there's the relationship itself, but then there's also the two individuals that mix. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's sort of like, like we could do you and your husband. Like, it's like, it's very fun, right? So it's like synastry and composite charts are two different things. So when we look at synastry, we're looking at one couple's chart and the other, or we're looking at one person in the couple's chart and the other person in the couple's chart next to each other or on top of each other so that we can see where they connect, where they affect each other, like what it is about them that they are sort of turned on by or connected to or whatever, Right. Now, we don't have anybody's official rising signs because nobody is that famous that we know their birth time yet. Sorry, Brendan. Sorry, Upload it. Upload it. It's all user-friendly. Okay. Keep trying. But what I will say is that I was, as much as I want to hate them, I do. I really do. Brendan's son and Mercury are exactly conjunct. Piper's moon. When you see a sun moon conjunction in the synastry, so when someone's sun is connected to someone's moon, it is a snap your fingers soulmate connection. <gasps> so I I wanted to hate them more. I did. I truly did. But when I saw this synastry, I was like, you know, they actually must really vibe. They really must connect because when you have somebody's moon, which is like your internal self, your true self, like your soul, where you're coming from, connecting with someone's sun, meaning what they radiate, what they project. Piper, you know, and and I think when Piper left, you know, I feel like Piper on the season that she was on, which was Matt James's season, she sort of stayed on, but it was like almost by default. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she had no real like storyline. There was nothing really interesting about her. She was sort of just like there, right? And so she really didn't get any sort of fair shake. Like there was no real, there there was no real like 
emphasis on Piper. We didn't get to know her. We didn't love her. We couldn't have cared less about her, right? Now, she's a Leo son. So this must have bothered her. <gasps> Bother. So for, her, for Piper to not feel seen really was a problem, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Piper didn't feel seen. This is really a motherfucking problem. Then... You know, in in the mid seasons, she meets Brandon. They click. Her moon in Scorpio connects exactly like okay. When I look at the degrees, his sun is at twenty two degrees Scorpio. Her moon is at twenty two degrees Scorpio. Wow. Oh so my gosh! Actually, a, a really sincere connection you know whatever way you want to look at it if 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 that was just a blanket astrologer and i didn't know these people from reality tv i would go wow soulmate connection because Mm -hmm. when you have a sun and and a moon connection especially to the exact degree it's it's really meaningful so when she met brandon she was like I'm seen. I'm finally seen, you know, because she was a little bit that Leo Scorpio was like, um, fine. I stayed on longer than I should have. Whatever. I should have stayed longer. And why didn't I get any kind of storyline? I mean, this bitch during her season with Matt James, she was just crying. That's the only thing I remember about her from her season. I remember one time that she just like grabbed him during one of his interviews and made out with him. And I was like, I respect that. Yeah, that's that Leo just fucking going for it, trying to get a little attention, a little heat. It's but true because he was in front of the camera when she did it. Yeah, she wouldn't do it behind the camera. That's the whole thing, right? But when she met Brendan, she was like, oh, okay. And Brendan's moon is in Gemini, which means that on a soul level, he has no problem flip-flopping. You know Gemini moon. Mm-hmm. It's like, you could sort of, I I told you, I I read Casey's chart many moon ago. And I'm like, Casey, when you're at a party, even if nobody agrees with you in terms of your beliefs or your politics, whatever, you can kind of play the side of whoever you're talking to at any time. Gemini moons are really good at being in relationships so long. And let me be clear. It's not that Gemini moons can't do a monogamous relationship. She's married. Okay. But. Gemini moons can also play the game. They can play the social game. I mean, some of my best friends, my mother's a Gemini moon, social genius. My best friend, Haley, Binti, all of these moonual girls, my besties, they're all Gemini moons. And why are they so, I mean, aside from just being funny as shit, why are they so helpful in terms of business, in terms of networking? Because they will talk to anyone and they can click and connect with anyone and they can kind of like go gemini moons can go out there in the world connect with anyone make it seem really important to them but really they're sort of like they're just mirroring is really what's going on totally what brendan did to natasha and he had obviously won over everyone on the beach because that's why everybody came for what's his face chris and elena first and then they were like oh shoot brenda did worse just because he's our friend doesn't mean we should actually let him get away with it no they they actually do not even want to no gemini moons are like they're great at becoming your best friend even natasha on her date tonight with dr joe park he was like at the very end swayed because he was like oh no 
Brendan? You you hooked up with Brendan? My Brendan? That's what he My said. My Brendan! <laughs> that is some Gemini moon shit. Because Gemini moons can make it seem like you are like with them. Like, because they can like, they can just like chameleon partner up with you so fast. I mean, I don't know. Casey, as a, as a Gemini moon yourself, Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean by this sort of Gemini moon social genius? Yes. Without going on and tooting my horn. My well, and your mirror. We don't want to know who she's like befriending on the side. But it's like, <laughs> right. Like, so Gemini. Yeah, I don't want to show my cards. I am yeah, Scorpio please, please. rising. I'm so sorry to even ask. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but it's like Gemini moons can just go into any social situation and make you feel like they're there to see you. Yeah. 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 I do think I've, I've had that effect perhaps once or twice before. I would also like to plug that. I just bought today a Gemini moon syndrome sweatshirt yes! from the space trash, um, podcast. At That's C-Page. like my one design. That's my one design. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I got the pink one. It's so cute. Oh my God. Fabulous. I just got the pink one from my boy, my brother's girlfriend she's also she's a gemini son but i got her a pink gemini sun sweatshirt and so i cannot wait post it when you get it it's gonna be i was so proud my cousin came over the other day and she saw the shirts first of all she i was wearing the capricorn shirt and she was like oh my god where did you get that i was like molly made it get it from my store and then we got chili later i put on my gemini sweatshirt and she was like what is that h&m i was like it's me it's me <laughs> i'm so proud as a gemini so rising i was so proud Good, 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 good. I'm glad. But that's the beautiful thing, right? Gemini moons have this ability. I mean, Gemini moons are social geniuses. But the issue with Gemini moons is they're sort of like, not that they're farming personalities, so to speak, but they're, they're sort of like, I mean, I even told you, I was like, go do like investigative journalism because like you can make anyone feel like you're their best friend and then you can get the scoop and then you can like sad son write about it and, and actually like mm-hmm. declare what's true. Right. But Gemini moons are all about like just meeting people and being open and kind of just being curious about finding what it is that they connect with in someone else. So it's like, Brendan, I don't care what you say. I'm not saying they had the most romantic connection. They did not, but, 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 but Brendan and Natasha, we're there for a couple of weeks, giving each other the rose back and forth. Natasha did not think she even confronted him about Piper. And he was so bullshit. That's the other thing. Gemini moons can be truly bullshit. No offense. Truly. Like, I'm a Gemini rising, so I don't feel too bad, like, roasting the Geminis. But it's yeah, like, even on my care. front, the words that are coming out of my mouth could be truly bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Like Gemini is sort of always just trying to like mirror the energy. Mirror, they're always going to give back what they're getting. They're always going to be an exact ooh, ooh. match for what's going on because what a Gemini cares about is partnering with whoever's there. Okay, so let me ask you this. What made him then flip his shit once he was called out? Was that the Scorpio stinger? Well, yeah. Okay. So he's a Scorpio. I mean, he's a ton of Scorpio in his chart. So he has a Scorpio, Mars, Pluto, Sun, Mercury. And then he has a Capricorn, uh, Venus, Uranus, Neptune, Saturn. So he has two big, what we call stelliums, which means three or more planetary bodies 
in both Scorpio and Capricorn. These are two signs that hate to be wrong, hate to be found out, hate to be like judged at all. So what we saw from Brandon was a true like effect of being triggered. So he was like, no, 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 no. Don't think these things about me, but it's like, sorry, bro, your behavior speaks louder than words here. And at the end of the day, all that, he wanted to use his sort of like Gemini moon and all that Capricorn to protect his image when really the underbelly of what was going on was all of this Scorpio intense, like, you know, he was 100% waiting for Piper. Now, again, to give their relationship a little bit of credit. He has his Juno, which is his marriage asteroid, directly on top of her Chiron and her Mars in Libra. So he's very fired up by not only her wound of being like not even close to being chosen on Matt James season, but also just like he's when you have a Mars Juno connection, it's sort of like he's fired up by her. So So I do think that they have a legitimate connection. I do think that they legitimately like each other, but because he has all of this Scorpio and all of this Capricorn and that Gemini moon, there is no doubt in my mind that he was like, Piper, let's pretend we're single and get the fucking followers. This is what I, once I realized, I was like, they must have Scorpio. One of them has Scorpio, like, Cause they just thought this was going to work out so easy peasy. Yep. And it was like, we can all see what you're doing. Like you're talking well, no, about followers where, on no, camera. They were talking about it on camera in a way that was almost, that's where it's like the producers or Wells or whatever, they have to be just feeding them liquor because how on earth it, to, for them to speak as freely as they were was mentally fucking ill insane and at one point he tried to like cover the mic or something so like he had an idea I I don't know I'm surprised well well because there was that part like at the very beginning when she got there when she was like so what's been going on whatever and he was like well I've been trying to stay like it was almost like he was like kicking her under the table a little bit like yo don't fucking be so obvious whatever and she was like we obviously have been dating but then it was like so like they should have gotten their stories straight before they left like so he told everybody they'd only hung out two times they hung out 10 Piper's like we hung out 10 times we're obviously dating I'm obviously here to get my man and everyone was like record scratch because that's not what he said and I think that's part of the Gemini he was mirroring this like yes I think they had the the record kind of straight but then he met Natasha and was like oh what no it was only two times what are you talking about I have way deeper conversations with you and then she comes back and he's like oh wait crap yeah I do have to actually kind of deal with the whole thing I said before yep 1000 all right so let's wrap up this portion by just what do you think can the relationship survive this i I actually think they're a really good couple okay this is what i what i was thinking they i think they're probably still together or were still together until this aired and now losing all those followers may be the thing that like puts the nail in the coffin but now what you're saying with their signs i'm kind of with you Here's the thing. I don't think it's going to put a nail in the coffin because the chart of the relationship, right? Okay. 
So we have the sun and Mercury of this relationship in Libra. We have the Mars and Venus in Scorpio. So we know they have good sex. We know that they like to be in relationship, but the, the moon is conjunct Chiron in Virgo. Now, when you have Virgo moon, whether it's in your natal chart or in a relationship, what it demands is perfection. It demands, it's sort of a, a rigid um, commitment to giving a big shit, right? So I actually think that even if they lose all the followers in the land, because of this Virgo Chiron moon connection, they're going. Now, I actually think instead of just like breaking up because now they've lost so many followers, no, they're going to double down on the relationship because they're going to be like, no, this is real love, you fucking assholes. Yeah. And yeah, we tried to gamify it. Sue us. You all would. Thomas was telling the truth. Fuck everybody. Right. (laughs) I think that they're going to be like, no, the relationship is actually what's perfect. And they would never dare. Like, I think they're going to stand by this relationship super like hardcore because otherwise they truly have nothing. Yes. Yes. So true. Okay. All right. Well, that was beautiful. We'll see. They're gone. They're off the show now. They left. They left on their own. But I do think that part of Piper. Okay. So when they were leaving and this is the last thing I'll say, when they were leaving in the van on the way to the airport, leaving their show, Brendan was sort of running his mouth, Gemini moon style, just like, well, this is what we have to do. Things happen the way they should. They, you know, everything happens for a reason. We tried to stay on as long as we could, but Piper was dejected. Yeah. And I think that for Piper, what was going on was that she was truly annoyed. Leo's son, she was like, I thought I was finally going to get some screen time. Mm-hmm. So I think she was really annoyed, dejected. And I think that she was a little bit like, bro, you should have like stuck to the plan. Like Leo's son, Scorpio moon. We have a lot of people at the moon. You will shout out if you're listening. We have a, even Desi, Psycho Sunday Desi. Leo suns. We have a huge amount of Leo sun Scorpio moons at the moon. And let me tell you, if I know anything about them, sure, they're chaotic, performative, big emotionally, but they know what the fuck they're doing. And I think she was sitting in that car going, you fucking idiot. You could have done this so differently, but you had to run your mouth. You had to say X, Y, and Z. Now you are a gaslighter. Like she was saying to him, why? Like, or she was thinking in her mind, like, how did you fuck this up for us? You fucking idiot. But they're going to end up getting it right in the end because ultimately this, this connection is, is deeply embedded in the sign of Scorpio, which means that anything that meaningful that happens is behind closed doors. It is a deeply intimate personal connection. So they're going to work it out. But I think she was just pissed. Like you Gemini moon fucking idiot why did you have to say so much why did you like like I think that she was just like I would have done this because at the end of the day like your moon sign is really like who you are right your sun sign you kind of in your whole lifetime you develop into your sun sign right so like I develop into cancer you develop into Sagittarius but but so, so he's sort of, he's almost like, even though he has so much Scorpio in his chart, he's almost like a Scorpio in training, whereas she is like a real deal Scorpio. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With a Leo son, so she's like, I am controlling this ship even if I seem like I'm just blubbering in the wind she's not and Mm -hmm. I think she was I think we saw the first moment of her being deeply disappointed in him on camera while they were driving away beautiful yeah quite nice quite nice okay so who should we dissect next I would like to know not a full deep dive because I don't think it's too complicated of a storyline but Marissa and Riley and I think we're gonna see them next week it looks like maybe she goes on a date with someone or I don't know but so far in the show like the sum up is just they met sparks flew they went to the boom boom room immediately and they have chemistry like they are maybe the only two people on this beach that actually like each other because when you watch this series any of the shows there's a lot of people you have to watch making out who don't who are not attracted to each other and Mm. the kiss the makeout scenes are not good and Mm. it's it's a lot like it it pains my soul sometimes they are like just hot and heavy it's real it's there the attraction is there and today on the beach she set up a little date for him in which he had to pick little pieces of paper out of a basket and each one had a body part on them Mm. and then that was the body part that she would like put whipped cream on him and and lick it off and vice versa so Everyone on the beach was basically just watching. And I was like, that's creepy. But then I was like, wait, I'm watching too. Am I a creep? Probably. So Riley is actually an early degree cancer son. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Marisa is a son, Venus, Gemini. Then she has her, oh, this is interesting. Okay, so she has her Chiron and her North Node in Libra. Okay. Exactly conjunct Riley's. We talked about it before. Juno, the marriage asteroid. Wow, that was the same. Conjunct Juno, Riley's Juno in Libra. Now, let me just check real quick. So, Brendan and Brendan and Piper had the Juno Chiron conjunction. Yeah. Whoa. Right. Okay. So, so we have uh, Riley has his Mercury in Libra. He has his. Mars in Libra. He has his Lilith in Libra. He has his Juno in Libra. So it's it's actually kind of interesting, right? So it's it's almost like okay, you said at the beginning this is like a karmic bachelor in paradise. It literally is a karmic bachelor in paradise because it's sort of like her wound is connected to her North Node in Libra, which is marriage, which is relationships, right? Okay. He has his son at 29 degrees Virgo. 
So he's kind of like coming, coming at the beach, like pumping his arms, trying to be that last degree of Virgo perfect so that he can Mercury, Mars, Juno find his honey for once and for all. It's almost like for them, this is like a second chance at love. And because her North Node is involved, no, I literally think that they have been together in a past life. He might have fucked it up. And now he's back to get his girl back. That's why if she does go on a date next week, it's because they are playing out some past life karma. And this was his like second shot at being with her. Now, he is a cancer moon, uh, cancer moon, uh, Jupiter and cancer Chiron. So he has some wounding when it comes to his home. And when it comes to his heart and on a soul level, cancer, divine feminine, mommy, mother, home. So I think he is very, I think when he met her, he was like, oh, it's my other half. And now he's going to get a taste of whatever happened in the past life where he was like, oh, like, like maybe in the past life, like he, he stepped out on her and she left. And now it's his turn to not only feel what that feels like to have her maybe go out with someone else, but I think ultimately they're going to choose each other because I actually think her life's purpose is to lean into this really painful. I mean, even when you, when you saw Marisa talking to him at the beginning, she's like, I've never even been on a date. I never even got a rose. Right. She's like sort of this relationship victim. Right. And so I think he is really here to be like, no, 29 degree Virgo. Like I've been pumping iron for you, girl. And he even said in the preview for next week, like when she goes on the date, he's like, I'm going to fight for her no matter what. You know, and it's even like, I can't believe she's doing this. I feel like every couple that we've seen, the minute that someone is like, I'm open to going on a date with someone else. The other one's like, fine, bye. I like that he's like, I will fight for you, bitch. Yeah, he's like, she's hot. Of course she's going to go on a date with someone else, but I'm going to do better. Yeah, I think that this is a karmic story playing out in actually like a very beautiful way. Now, let me just take a look at the relationship uh, like the, so, so again, this is the synastry we were just looking at. Let's take a look at the composite chart of the relationship. Meaning, okay. What is, what is that third entity that, that, that is born out of this union? Okay. okay. And I would, while you're looking it up, I'm, I'm going to say too, how you said his chirons and cancer. So that means he has a wound at the home. I remember from Tasha's season, him saying that his name isn't actually Riley, Oh my God. It was Dwayne Henderson Jr. at birth, named after his father. Whoa. But the older he got and learned more about his father, he didn't want to have the same name as him. Oh, my God. So he changed his name. The only thing crazier would be if his dad's name was Marisa. His <laughs> name was not Marisa, but that would be crazy. That is true. Okay, so in their composite chart, they have their... Mars could junk their Mercury at 27 degrees Cancer. 
So they're very much influenced by creating a home together. But then their son is in Leo. So they're okay being on TV as this couple. But at the end of the day, what they actually are connecting on is like what kind of home we want to build, what kind of family we want to create. And they talked about that on their first date. Yep. And then we have their moon coming in strong at zero degrees Libra, confirming my uh, my my hypothesis from a moment before where it was like, no, they're back to try again. Zero degrees Libra is like, okay, the okay, like the slate is clean. The moon, the soul of this relationship is in marriage, is in partnership, but it's at zero degrees. So it's like start again. Love it. Mm. Wow. Okay. Love it. Now I think I know who's obviously next, but you tell me. I mean, I'm thinking Kenny and Mari. I'm not even like, they're kind of boring to me. Yeah, but he, I mean, first of all, Kenny in and of himself has had way too much action this season. Agreed. Times a million agreed. You know? Like, yeah, I don't get it at all. Give What's going us on a, with that? Yeah, give us a quick thing on them. I don't want to waste too much time because they're, take Demi out of it, which she inserted herself. Like she wouldn't naturally be in there. They're not that interesting. But- well- I guess like the only thing that's like specifically interesting about these two to me is that they both have, well, this is kind of interesting. Okay. So they both have the same, not as each other, but okay. So Kenny is a Gemini sun, Gemini moon. Mari is an Aries sun, Aries moon. Oh, that so explains why she was like, um, actually, I just want to go talk to someone else if they appear. Yes, it does. Didn't think it through. So she was like kind of trying to warn him. Like, I'm impulsive. I'm fiery. I like to take care of myself. And that is why she actually, Kenny actually played her right. Because Mm -hmm. he had to be like, fine, I'm not. If he had been like, okay, I'll just wait. She wouldn't have been that into it. The fact that he was like, no problem. I'm gonna go fuck someone else. That Gemini sun moon. It's like, now, now to be clear, his son is exactly conjunct her venus so there is a deep romantic connection here right yeah like what is venus again what you take Venus is like the divine goddess it's your pussy it's how you make money how you make love and that's exactly conjunct his sun and very close to his moon so who he is as a person literally like what's cool about both of them is like their inner matches their outer there's no like there's no like like even with brendan you're like oh wow like you know, he's this sort of smoldering, sexy Scorpio. He's a good dude, right? But then you're like, oh my God, the Gemini moon has him fucking gaslighting people and acting every which way and just doing what he can to gamify the situation. Like Kenny and Mari both are who they are on the inside and the outside. And, you know, uh, Mari has a huge amount of fire in her chart. Kenny has a huge amount of air. And we know that fire and air are two very complementary modalities, mm-hmm. right? Fire and air, you know, the, the, the wind fires the, you know, or wind like, like makes the, the fire bigger, right? Like, so that like works. But I think that her heart in Gemini also anybody that has like extreme Gemini in their chart would be on a show like this because it's like yeah give me all the options yeah give me like a few people to choose from you know what I mean like that's a very Gemini want lots of partners lots of action so her but at the end of the day her heart her Venus feels like she has an actual partner in Kenny Kenny 
could kind of go either way because he's such a Gemini. But at the end of the day, he really likes that he is this partner for her, right? Let me double check his Venus. Uh, okay, so his Venus is also in Gemini. So this is actually, when you have so much Gemini in a chart together, it's it's quite nice. I mean, let's see his, okay, yeah. So, so they actually have a, a huge amount of Gemini between the two of them. They do feel like they can rap, they can talk, they're funny together. Again, Kenny is a boy band manager. And actually, I looked into it. The boy band that he manages is actually just a uh, a mock boy band boy band. Oh, so they're like not even a cover band, just like... They're like a fake... They're like a... Did you ever like in New York when you were growing up? Like like we used to see the... um, What were they called? Fuck. It was like the naked boy singer. The naked cowboy? Yeah, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. you know, so they, they're like a, they're like a, a, an all cover band of all, all. Oh, okay. So like they do a review that like, if, you know, like if you were going to go to like Chicago things to do as a tourist, it would come up next to Blue Man Group. I gotcha. It would be like, yeah, like they're, they're doing a whole, a, a whole boy band review of all the greatest boy band hits of all time. That's wow. the boy band he manages. It's a boy band cover of all the that's, boy a, bands that's a lot of responsibility certainly but it's, it's a lot of power not, it's also well sure <laughs> i mean it's just it's, it's not that chic no it's i would much rather hear that he was managing one direction you know oh like, uh, yeah to be managing a boy band cover band that's actually just like a a sort of amalgam of all the boy bands to me is a little bit lame because he couldn't even choose one because he's oh. so gemini deeply gemini gemini sun gemini moon you get it gemini venus both of them right so like you know what it doesn't surprise me that not only did he have to go date someone else for her to really realize what she had and then go throw the cake in the put the cake in the lake or whatever like she was fucking aries fired up like fuck this fuck you yeah but i do so think she threw it I, in the fire she 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 really she threw it in the fire she was like know who i am yeah taking the fire fucking asshole right so i do think that they have a legitimate connection i mean i'm sort he must have a huge dick yeah that's what i've heard on other podcasts that i listen to because he's so down to get naked every time someone mentions it he's naked and like for him to be the only guy so far that's had like three girls clawing for him is insane insane I didn't even think he was that hot on his season. Like, I don't think he's that hot. No, 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 he's, he's not. But let me tell you. Okay. So I'm looking at the chart of their relationship. We have a sun, Venus, Mercury in Gemini. So they really do feel like mirrors of each other. They feel like partners. And then we have a Chiron and a Saturn in Cancer meaning that they're kind of healing this wound of like home and family for each other. Okay. And it's like sort of like the struggles come in the area of building a home together, but it also is deeply healing for them. When you look at the Chiron in the composite chart versus the synastry or like our own individual charts, it actually shows where there's like deep, a wound will come up, but it's sort of deep healing in the relationship. So I do think that they both, provide a sense of security 
even now on this last episode where it was like, look, at the end of the day, like I'm going home with you. The fact that that was even the conversation that they had to make up, which was like, look, I would just, I would leave here right now with you. It's like, same. It's like, okay, boom. So like at the end of the day, whatever they both fucking do to fuck around in that Gemini way and that Aries way, they're kind of like, when they have that agreement of like, yeah, I'll go home with you. They kind of can't do wrong. Yeah. Mm. completely all right well i mean that that makes sense for them that makes a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. who, who i would like are you interested in um you know who else i want to talk about is our good friend tammy because oh tammy oh tam and you know unfortunately she fell from grace this week and she's going home on her birthday what did she say today that was so funny you sent me the meme <laughs> she said so so she had dumped Aaron for Thomas in a spectacular fashion. There's got to be some fire in her. Very chart. rude. Very rude. Thomas is like Aaron's rival, mm-hmm. like his bitter sworn enemy. Mm-hmm. And um, and she just went up to him. She was like dating Aaron for sure. They were mm-hmm. a thing. Just goes up to Thomas, starts talking to him, and then like just get mounts him and starts making out. It was. Mm-hmm insane right in front of Aaron right right in front very of Aaron. rude very rude after that she was like you know what I just I have more of a spark with Thomas or whatever these people say at that well, point they were making out that first time and it was like we're villains we're villains like they were getting off no, on he was villain. just saying to her like he almost was like this is too much and I think that might have been the downfall he was like you're kind of the villain and she's like no I'm not stop it but like it's like you well, you are right now like you, come on you are so even though I really like Tammy as a person overall, because yes. like none of this really matters at all. Um, even though that was kind of a shitty thing to do. So in this episode, in our last episode, Thomas asked Tammy very, or no, he didn't ask her. Becca asked her if she could go on a date with Thomas. And Tammy was trying to not be the villain, trying to be a good person. Cool and girl. Yes. Cool even girl. though she didn't want to, but she knew that if she held him back, it might blow up in her face as well. So he takes Beck on the date. And then this episode, he pretty much breaks it off with Tammy on her birthday, oh, which was unfortunate. But I do think he was pretty mature about it, given his whole reputation. I got to say, I like Thomas. Thomas might be my favorite. He might <laughs> be the only one in the cast that I would 100% date. Thomas for Bachelor? Yeah. Yeah. So Thomas, as we mentioned earlier, was the one guy on, um, who was honest. Katie's season who was honest and said, you know what? I came here. Like when we came here, they were all telling their deepest, darkest secrets in this like therapy session group date. And he said, I thought about that. Maybe if this doesn't work out, I could become the bachelor. And he was like being honest, like a dumb, dumb, to be honest, because yeah. everybody thinks about it. So yeah. He's just like brutally, like stupidly honest. Maybe there's some sag in his chart. I don't know. But anyways, Thomas breaks up with Tammy. She freaks out as though she didn't do the same thing to his arch rival, his arch nemesis last week. And then she is sobbing in the confessional and is like, last year I got COVID on my birthday and this is actually worse. This is 10 times worse. When I tell you, I spit out my drink and I wasn't even <laughs> drinking anything. I literally, it was so funny and uh, that's terrible, but totally, it was, dude. it was so freaking funny. Okay. Let me fuck you up with something right now. Let's do it. Thomas and Tammy are born one day apart from each other. 
<gasps> which means that so different years, but their sons are in essentially the exact same place. But it was so it was basically his birthday too. So that's probably why he was like, "Forget your birthday, both I don't of care." Their birthdays. It was literally both of their birthdays, actually, and their sons are exactly connected. Now. Tammy has a lot more Gemini in her chart than Thomas does. Like, what's interesting is I actually think at the end of the day, like, okay, so Tammy's moon is in Aquarius. Oh, my God. Wait a second. Wow. Wow. Tammy and Thomas, although they are born different years, have the same sun and the same moon. Dang whoa that's hard to do it is hard to do so actually okay let me say this when tammy's crying in the van and she's like i actually have not like i thought we had a way stronger connection than we did and i haven't had a connection that strong i believe her Mm -hmm. and what i think happened with thomas is that he was like almost how do i it's, it's almost like he was bored by it like mm-hmm. he was like, oh yeah, you're exact. Like, so when they connected, the way they connected right away and they were like, oh yeah, like let's get off on being the villains together or whatever. No, they are two of a kind. Like these two, I mean, to have the same sun and the same moon is 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 pretty incredible on a show like this. I mean, wow. wow. And like just in general too. Like, I wonder what the odds of that are. I'm not the person to- No, know. I literally like don't know anybody other than Marianne Williamson who has the same sun and moon as me. That is the best. I know. Person. And rising and rising. Tell everyone. Stop. I'm very proud. I'm very, very proud. Oh my God. I feel you like, have like the closest person. Chart. It's so good for me. It's so good for my brand. Wait, that's amazing. Yeah. I feel like the closest people to me are like Donald Trump and Joe Biden, which is <laughs> like literally though. Not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Trump's pretty funny. Um, if funny? his politics, yeah, funny. if his, if his like heart were in the right place, I do miss him a little. Much funnier to watch. Yeah, if he had a better upbringing, maybe he right. could have done. Like some they good. destroyed him, but like he is a talent. He, let's be clear, he's a talent. A talent. Yeah, a you're talent. A talent. You're not a talent. the talent. Right, right. A talent. A talent. But okay, so we have Tammy and Thomas <laughs> actually being incredibly uh synced up. Like they actually really, like they are true mirrors of each other. You want to know? So I've heard, and I'm going to look at Becca now because Becca sort of swooped in and stole him. I sort of feel like there is a chance that he and Becca could keep dating, whatever. But if Thomas and Tammy ultimately ended up together, like in the end, in the end, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay. I wouldn't be shocked. But here's the thing, right? Gemini women are a little bit different than Gemini men. And he has his Gemini son exactly conjunct his Venus. So I think that he, in order to feel like, why did he dream openly about being the bachelor? Because what is a Gemini son Venus's fantasy other than having 30 people to date? And an Aquarius moon to boot. Right. Right. And actually looking at his chart now, like, okay, so his Venus, where's his Mars? Okay, so his, oh, well, so his Mars is actually in Virgo. So when it comes down to what really turns him on, he is looking for perfection. He is looking for like, 
kind of like the like so even even like in the case of becca verse okay so this is a, oh. here's a here's a theory in the case of becca verse tammy while we're on tv becca has more quote-unquote clout because she was already a bachelorette sure does which well, is really funny to is is affected by her quote-unquote status Yes. And by that, we mean followers because that's yep. how these people see everything at the end yep. of the day. They're very good at hiding it, but that's become clear in this episode because in this season, I mean, because when she showed up, everyone was like, oh, Becca's here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she was bachelorette, but like, it didn't work out to like a million times. Becca's had more breakups. I think that not only did Becca get dumped after she was chosen, which is truly embarrassing. Yeah. But then she did get engaged on Bachelor in Paradise and it didn't work out. You mean on The Bachelorette? No, didn't she have another engagement? I think she had a Bachelor in Paradise engagement, no? Um, no, I don't think so. Or no, no, maybe it wasn't in Paradise, but she was with another person who was Yeah, from The Bachelorette. She was The Bachelorette and then she, was she the chose The Bachelorette. Yeah. Oh, 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 right, right, right. She was on The Bachelor. She got chosen. She got dumped on camera after she was chosen. Then she became The Bachelorette. She got engaged. They broke up after the show was over. So she is kind of like, that's the thing. It's like, everybody thinks that she has like the most clout because she has the most followers and she was actually The Bachelorette. And she's such a fucking little prude about it. Like, she's just like, well, I just realized this is the first time I've ever gotten a rose it's like i know i know she it's so annoying or what did she say what was it that did you know what i'm talking about when i was like the first time i got a rose in a while right or she's like Um, i've never i've never had like it it was like basically her saying like either i get a rose or uh she's like i've never not gotten a rose it's like fuck you right and it's like thomas doesn't care about that like show us that you care about actually having a connection not the freaking rose and like you're not the bachelorette anymore right sorry right right it's a little so cringe it, it's it's quite cringe and so let me look at let me pause let me look at tammy and thomas first okay that's what we've been talking about but then let's look at becca and thomas so tammy and thomas Ah, this is the issue. Here's okay, okay, we've come to it. So obviously, in the chart of their relationship, they're a Gemini Sun, Gemini Venus, Gemini Mercury, but because both of their moons are in Aquarius, their relationship moon is in Aquarius. And you want to know, it's sort of disconnected, right? Like it doesn't feel meaty at all when you have when you have not only are both of them in their own selves gemini suns aquarius moons but the chart is gemini sun aquarius moon so i take back what i said that they could end up together i actually think that they i mean they could really be like when we talk about like the twin flame relationship we're not always talking about people that are meant to be together we're talking about like twins on planet earth like Mm -hmm. i do think that tammy and thomas are twins on planet earth And this relationship, should they choose to embark on the journey of marriage, wouldn't be really any different than what their experience of their own lives are now, right? Like sort of the beauty and the beauty of coming together with someone is that they're so different than you, that they bring your life or the relationship chart has this sort of like other other energy that makes it interesting or that you grow into or whatever, right? So what's interesting about Tammy and Thomas, even though they are truly 
mirror reflections of each other. So is the relationship. And so it actually might not feel, it's like sort of like, even like, you know, when you have a birthmark on your body, you kind of forget it's there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, they're sort of so familiar to each other that it's like not impactful. Okay. I also want to address one more thing. Please. She, she told him he was her best friend. I hated that. Wait, I'm so glad you brought that up. Like, I was like, that's very offensive to your actual best friends. If you have some, you've known this man for like three days. No, you guys do. Not only did he come late, but you were dating. So you're my best friend of the past. That's like being like camp best friends. Like you just <laughs> met homies. Wild. Wow. I, 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 overall, it annoys me personally a lot when people call their significant others, their best friends. And I don't know. Cause everybody has a, you know, like I get you're very, very close. But like, then what, then why would you have friends? Like, I'm like, no, my man's my man, my my friends, like there's a difference here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, it's interesting. So like, I'm looking at Becca and Thomas's relationship. Okay. So Becca is an Aries sun, cancer moon. Thomas is a Gemini sun, Aquarius moon. Now, Usually I wouldn't think that these were highly compatible charts, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, if we're talking about, cause here's the thing, right? Like, so certain things do match, right? So, so, so Becca's son in Aries and her moon in uh, cancer, it means that she's like down to be out there looking for love, getting fired up about love, right? 29 degree cancer moon though at the end of the day she's like somebody fucking marry me right now thomas is like gemini son so he's like i could date you i could date you i could date 30 of you i want to be the bachelor right but his moon in aquarius is sort of like who the fuck cares (laughs) right (laughs) like he's like i'll date whoever right so i sort of think that I don't know if I see them being like long-term. I mean, I have to look at the composite chart, but in terms of just like their connection off the bat, I think that what Thomas sees is like sort of a challenge in Becca. Okay. I think Mm -hmm. he likes that she's been dumped so many times. I think (laughs) that he likes that she was like the, the most famous person on the cast so far. You know, I think that he's sort of into Aquarius moon. He like wants status. He's not that deep. He's not that emotional. He's sort of looking at the bigger picture all the time. And so he's like, Ooh, I could fucking work this girl. And I'm not saying that he has a sinister lean, but I think that he knows now what's interesting too, is that Thomas's, uh, let me just see this here before I get it wrong again. Okay. Yeah. 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 Though. But okay. So Thomas's mercury, his voice is right with Becca's heart. So Thomas does know what to say. He has a cancer mercury. So he knows kind of like what to say and how to say it so that she actually opens up and feels really safe. So I think that that's what we're seeing play out here. Now, I will say that Becca has her North Node, her Mars her groom and her Venus all in Aquarius. Uh Aha. 
So she actually is meant to move away from that cancer, uh, that sort of emo cancer, Leo home selfish space. And really she is meant to be on TV. She's meant to broadcast. She's meant to lighten up a little bit. She's meant to sort of, yeah, she's meant to date a lot of people. She's meant to have more of an intellectual connection than a sort of comfy, cozy connection. So in that way, I think that even if they don't last long-term, I think that they're good for each other because he's kind of getting her in the practice of not being so, I mean, look, I have never hated an episode of The Bachelor more than when she got dumped as the winner. Oof. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, I hated that whole season. It was a horrible season. Worst. And then to end it like that. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, wretch, wretch. And then she got engaged on her season and it still didn't work out. So I think this is a person who is coming to the table with a lot of emotional baggage. And I think for her to come and kind of like rile things up and be the girl that stole him away from hot Tammy, I think it's really good for her ego. Yeah, you're right. She could use a win. She could use a win like that. She's, she's clinging to the bachelorette thing. And it's like, we got to move forward. It was a fail twice, homie. Yeah. Now, what's also interesting in the chart of their relationship, they have a sun and moon in Taurus. Now, Taurus not only is the sign of like values, material wealth, material gain, safety, home, but it also is by the end of this year, the North Node is going to move out of Gemini into Taurus, meaning that we're going to be focusing all of our energy and the fate of the universe is going to be really focused towards that Taurin energy. So I almost take back what I just said, because in a way, they actually could, their chart together could provide such a safe space for each other to actually build upon where there is like new values created and a sort of new way of doing life. You know, for Becca, it's really hard to have an Aries sun and a cancer moon is fucked up. That's hard Mm -hmm. because, you know, the only other person who I know that has that is Todd from the moon. You know what? My husband is Aries moon cancer rising. Aquarius sun. Oh, interesting. So he would get along with these two. He actually would, but it's like, right. So, but see, cancer rising is interesting because it's like, he, he cares, like, he cares about like protecting himself and protecting the fam. But then like, once you get in, he's kind of like, yeah, good thing you passed the test. Now all bets are off. Cuckoo for coconuts. Right. Right. (laughs) But he's like kind of presenting in this more like careful way. Whereas I think Becca's like out there doing her thing, but then in her heart, she's, she's trying to protect herself or she's trying to be more careful. Mm -hmm. Whereas I do think Thomas could really break her heart. I also think if they can actually come together and create sort of like a world of their own, it would be deeply grounding for both of them because they both don't have that much earth in their charts. And if this, if this relationship yes even in the relationship the north node of the relationship is in capricorn i mean i could see this being even if it seems like sort of a mismatch deeply grounding for both of them wow there were so many gemini's like on the hot seat this week we had to just observe it and i'd like to add to that i believe 
this was clearly filmed during Gemini season because of yes. Tammy's birthday. Yeah. And we had a Gemini eclipse cycle going on this Gemini season. Well, this so- whole year, the North Node is in Gemini. I mean, I do think this has been a masterclass in Gemini. Like, if there is a, if I was going to, we should even look at like when this whole franchise started. I would not be shocked if the franchise itself was Gemini. Because what oh. is more Gemini than just like a bunch of people talking to a bunch of people and like changing their minds, changing their minds? Incredible. 100%. 100%. This is a masterclass in Gemini. Yeah. And how karma will, will come for the, for yeah, the, you cannot hide. Uh, bachelor and bachelorette hopefuls it'll come back to you don't fuck it up be a good person you're going on the seesaw of life but you know when you hop off that one side of the seesaw the other side and the scorpios are getting fucked yeah because they're like i could just fucking mastermind this from behind closed doors and like be behind the scenes sneaky and it's like no you can't you can't. The the producers TV, will do it bro. better. You're mic'd up. The producers are gonna catch you. Yeah. <sighs> Devastating, wow. but truly a masterclass in Gemini. Yeah, and you do love to see it. You do. I mean, I do think in general, Gemini's probably make the best reality TV stars. That yeah, that's probably true. Because they'll just like say shit. Yeah. And then some other shit. You'll just fucking say shit and then flip to the complete other side. And it's part of the Gemini charm. We're, we're, you know, we embody all of the opinions. Yeah. Depending on the day, we could argue for a different one. It's a beautiful thing. The world needs us. Make the world go round. Gemini to Gemini. Power to the Gemini's. Even if you get God on TV, we feel you. I can't wait to get my sweatshirt in the mail. (laughs) We're going to wear them together and do photo shoots. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Anybody else (laughs) that we're curious about tonight? I think everyone else will, we maybe keep for next week. I think the, we, we got the heavy hitters for this week. Um, I want to leave a little mystery for next time. Um, we saw, we saw Natasha go on a date with Dr. Joe. We saw Serena and Joe exchange some yeah, we didn't little get words. Serena and Joe, but maybe we could save that for next week because it looks yeah. like Kendall's up to something and we could do the three of them next time. But I I'm think, so yeah. down to meet you back here this time next week. We can do Serena and Joe and we can do all the other drama that unfolds. Yes. And the one other thing too is Tia and Blake, this oh, yeah, new guy. Like, let's see what and happens with that. We'll answer the age-old question. Does she like him or just his tattoos? Yo, she wants a tat daddy. Sorry. That's all she wants. Wow, you guys, this has been really informative. Okay, so like, just Casey, what's your big takeaway? Like, what did you get out of the, what did you learn? Um, You know, I think it was really nice to see the Bachelor franchise finally actually address like the Instagram following that these people accumulate from the show on the show. It was a little weird, like a little breaking the fourth wall, but I think that was good to address. So but I think my biggest takeaway overall, like I said, is that karma always comes back around. So Thomas might get the boot from Becca next week. I mean, it would only be fair. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that. Although I do think ultimately they could be very grounding for each other. And while I do think that Brendan and Piper hurt themselves in the department that they were trying to beef up, I do think they have a real connection. I think you're right. The, yeah, I mean, and it did seem like that as well. You know what? Look, she has a degree in marketing. Okay. So at the end of the day, they don't need the followers. As long as they have love, they can figure out the marketing. 
Amen. Wow. Make it merch. Make it merch. <laughs> this has been a bonus episode of the trash alert in paradise. Mm-hmm. I am Sarah Armour. Follow me on all the things. This is Casey Bunker. I'm at Casey Dilla one, like a quesadilla. Isn't that cute? Thank you. Thank you. On Instagram. Follow us on all the stuff. Get some merch from the Space Trash store. And otherwise, we'll see you on Thursday for a regular ass episode of the Space Trash podcast. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your race. Space Trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.